Nathan, the shell boo. Blow the shell. Coming to you live from the little grass shack in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, it's the Junior Kekuema Jr. Show starring Junior Kekuema Jr. Join Junior along with the Wayne Bonhe Band as he makes any kind from Hawaii. And now, Junior Kekuwama Jr. Ah, Mala, thank you, thank you, thank you, Mala, Mala. Ah, Mala, hey, shut up, Fred, I gotta do my stuff. Hey, hey, Mala, Mala, you guys, hey, thank you, thank you, thank you, Allah, Allah. Mala, Mala, Mala. Hey, Ozzy, 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 Ozzy. It's like, it's like, bro, how many houses you need, boo? It's like, bro, whatever you need, we get them, boo. Whatever you need, boo. Bro, so we want to we welcome you to the podcast. We also want to tell you that uh, we always start with the attitude of gratitude. So we like this, uh, bro, you know, this this whole thing was Augie T's idea. Bro, I don't know. Maybe I got to buy him on Christmas present, I think. I, I don't know. Anyway, so, um, bro, we, we got the United States. We got 26 states right now. Okay, so we hoping we hoping we get more. You know which was the first two states? I know what you guys are thinking. Oh, Hawaii guarantee? <clears throat> Wrong. Wasn't Hawaii? Was Texas and California? They was the first two, and then then Hawaii. But guess who was the first the first island of Hawaii? Okay, you would be thinking Oahu, right? <clears throat> Wrong. Bro, the first listeners that we ever had in Hawaii. Was in Wailuku, Maui. <laughs> Wailuku, Maui. Bro, we gotta say aloha to Maui. Bro, the Valley Isle over there. You know how they call them the Valley Isle. Eh? Well, never mind. That's a different podcast. All right, so we like to say mahalo to Ireland, to the Netherlands, Ghana, Canada, United Kingdom, Bangladesh. Bangladesh, that's a new country. Brazil, Australia, Belgium, Peru, Poland, Austria, South Africa, Italy, Russia. Russia, bro. <laughs> How's that? The Russians listening, bro. Japan, France, Germany, and Israel. Okay, so out of those, uh, out of those, seventy-four percent get our podcast on Apple, and um, Anchor is eight percent, Spotify is six percent, and everybody else is nine percent. Okay, and then uh, of course our uh, male demographics is sixty-nine percent. Females went down by three percent, so only thirty percent of females are listening to the podcast. Okay, but we'd like to thank you, ladies, and uh, welcome aboard. And, uh, bro, you know, so, so I've been getting, I've been getting emails, mostly DMs on Instagram. Cause Instagram is, you know, the guys on Instagram, they listen, right? And then they DM me questions, stuff like that. And then, and then I get this, this one brother, right? He listen, he listen on the kind. Uh, he, he actually messages me on Facebook. And then I get these two other guys, right? And they're messaging me on my other Instagram. So there's two Instagrams. Um, but I'm not gonna tell you guys which ones, cause, cause we, we get two separate audiences. So, uh, the local Instagram audience, I can tell you, it's at Junior Keiko Eva Junior One. Okay. And that's on, that's on Instagram. So anyway, we've been getting questions, cause this guy is going, oh, bro, who do, who do union guys use talking about? Because I did a podcast, right? I failed at organized crime. I, I, I really, I, I never really, well, yeah, I failed, but, I, I failed in a way that, but I just never let go. You know what I mean? Because I never know what I was doing, right? And <clears throat> you know, I I I thought I thought, bro, they 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 pay you for start cars for hundred bucks, and 
I did not know that I was the sacrificial lamb that if I stepped in that wrong car and turned that wrong ignition, boom, I would have been gone. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, that, after that, yeah, Paul, no, that, you know, move on. And then, you know, so these guys asking me like, hey, what, what union was that? What, what union hall was that? Right? But they're asking, right? Okay. The reason why I can tell you, Hines, is because the same, the same union that was run by the syndicate then is the same union, okay, that is syndicate now. <laughs> so, so we're not gonna name new union. We're gonna, not gonna name no unions. You know what I'm saying, bro? Oh, but what's funny, bro, back in the day, bro, it was funny. And I can tell you that, you know, the unions control everything. Bro, the unions in Hawaii, the unions. So, so we got hired. I'm gonna tell you a short story. Hey, this is a true story. You know, I don't, I don't make up stories for tell you guys. You know what I mean? So this was what, so, so when we started our consulting company, and this was back, uh, in 2010, and we started our consulting company, our first client was a major client. Now, I'm not gonna mention names because we still have an agreement with this client. Okay. We still, we still contracted to them as a consultant. Okay. We're not doing anything active right now with them, but we still contracted. And so the agreement still holds. So I kind of mentioned the names. But anyway, so this company comes to town, right? Like a lot of companies. And they make this big fundamental mistake. Okay. So they set up shop over here like they would set up shop in, uh, I don't know, in, in Florida, in New York, in, in uh, Alabama, in Georgia. Right? They come over here. They just set up shop. Boom. You know, put them up, put them up. Now, they take bids, right, for the construction of their, of, of their you know, buildings, right? And they take and they take the lowest bid, boom, they put them up. Now they thinking they're saving money, right? And they they thinking that they you know they're doing the right thing. Now on the other end of the spectrum is the unions, okay? Now we're a small state in Hawaii. Now for you guys, for you guys listening outside of Hawaii, okay? We we are a very small state, so Hawaii is like a big small town in the mainland. Like if you was, if you used to compare the city of Dallas, okay, you could fit everybody in Hawaii in that one, probably in that one city, right? Or at least Houston and Dallas, okay? They, they put them all in. You could fit them all in there, okay? So Hawaii is like a big small town. We we depend on unions, and we depend on unions because the majority of the hotel workers they are local five. Right, the majority of you know, I don't know, longshoremen, everything, they all get unions. Everybody get unions. So the majority of people that work for corporations in Hawaii are union people. They get unions. The nurses get unions. The doctors get. Everybody get unions, right? So when a company just comes to town and just puts up something, right? Boom, boom, boom. You know, and they take they take low bids and they don't go union. Everybody starts turning their head and going, hey. What's the matter with these guys? Don't they know this is Hawaii? Right? <laughs> you know, people, people asking a kind of question, just scratching their head. They're going, hey, how come they're just making any kind? Okay. Because locally, you gotta, right, you gotta go this way. Otherwise, you go meet with opposition. So, what happened with this company is they came and they did that. They put up all kinds of stores. They hired all kind, you know, uh, I, I wanna say non, non union labor, right? But, but was cheap, was cheap labor. But was not in union and they, they just they went that way and okay. What had happened was the union saw that 
and said, hey, how come, you know, why are they doing it, right? So they sent the boys down and the boys would set up shop on a sidewalk <laughs> with signs and just boycotting this business, right? So anyway, I'm not going to tell you guys the whole little details of the story because I cannot. I'm on the contract. But I can tell you that what happened was we were hired, right, to, to reimage the place, to make it look local friendly, to, to kind of smooth things out, right? <clears throat> and the other thing was, one of my one of my tasks was to bring in the politicians, okay? And we brought in the politicians. We you know we did all this stuff. As a matter of fact, I could tell you <laughs> a couple of funny things happened along that journey, and that was three years. It took us three years, but guess what? We got the union off the sidewalk, okay? And you don't get the union off the sidewalk by going to the unions. Oh, excuse me, can you tell your boys to go off the sidewalk, okay? Because that. We'll, you end up in the middle of the Molokai channel with that. And, and I already told you on our other podcast how that's done. The most effective way is a 55-gallon drum and they drill holes inside, you know. And they, they, they weld the top and then, you know, with, with, you know, the body inside, dump them off the boat in the middle of the Molokai channel. That's the way they dealt with it in the old days. I don't know how they do it now, <laughs> but they, trust me, plenty of guys disappear, bro. <coughs> and, and, and the thing was, right? <clears throat> the thing about the trial was the trials all got dismissed. Why? They don't get find the body. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't think they could dive deep enough, Hawaii. That's what I think. But anyway, so so you just don't go to the union. You see what I'm saying? You don't go to the union and make demands. <laughs> but I don't know. I can't even tell you what happened to the last guy that did that. But I can tell you, right? That, that, that these things happen and, and when you ruffle these feathers, right, it goes right up the chain of command in Hawaii. It goes right up the decision making trail, it goes right up into the legislature and it goes, it goes way up. Okay. And that's what happened. So we had to bring all the politicians out. We had to bring the politicians together. So slowly we started doing these things and these events and these stuffs and it, and we started bringing them. And in the meantime, we we're you know educating this company and we're saying, well, you know, we gotta at some point there has to be union, okay. And so what happened with the end result was okay. They finally, finally, after all this time, right? I even one of the funny things that happened with this thing was. There was this girl, okay, I'm not gonna mention her name, but she was, she used to be a news reporter. And then at one point, <clears throat> she got to work her way to the governor's office and she was the governor's uh, spokesperson, right? And I cannot tell you which governor. But, <laughs> but anyway, and she was the governor's spokesperson and I went up there and, and she knew me, right? From a, she didn't know me personally, right? But she, she knew me from, she knew of me. She knew of me as the clown on the radio, right? And so, so the clown works against me sometimes. And, and, and when I was doing the consulting, right, the, the clown part always works. Because these guys, they, they look at me and they're going, hey, this guy's serious or what? Hey, this guy for real or what? Hey, this guy, he was making me laugh this morning on the radio and now he's in the office, right? You know, so they're checking me out, right? I don't care. How I could give a rip. Right, so 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 this girl, right? I go up because I was I was trying to get the governor to sign uh, uh, one of these proclamations, right? So they make you know a certain day designated as so and so's day, right, for the company that I was working for. 
And um, so anyway, so I was talking to her. She go, oh, I'm sorry. Well, the governor doesn't do that kind of stuff. And he wouldn't do that for this. And Okay, now I already got one. I think the governor signed for me three times. And this was the second time. And she was the spokesperson, right? So I'm like, well, instead of speaking to the mouthpiece, let's go downstairs. So I went downstairs. I can tell, I cannot tell you what office. And I went downstairs. I said, you know, I'm trying to get this thing done. And, and, and this girl, so and so, right? And everybody rolls their eyes when they hear her name, right? And, and, and they're like, oh, her. <laughs> you know, but she was at, but the thing was, right? Like she had one brother that used to work down there. So everybody was like, Oh, but you know, he's such a nice guy, but her, she, she getting carried away with everything, you know, and, and, and so I just had to explain in a nice, humble, local way that we're trying to accomplish something here. We're trying to, you know, we're doing our work, we're doing our business and whatever. And, and this is not gonna, you know, uh, uh, do anything bad for the governor or anything like that. And, and so, so she said, Hey, you know what? When I come back Tuesday morning, we get them ready. We have them signed. We get them ready for you. And I came back Tuesday morning. Didn't have to go to the governor's office, walk right in this office and pick them up and walk outside. And I put them on social media and I thank the governor, right? I put them on social media, thank the governor, everything. And, and so, and if you guys want to see, just go to VMAC Consultants on Instagram and you can pull up that guy and you'll see it. You'll see a picture of it. And so anyway, but we went, right, we, you know, we went through the whole thing. And then that was kind of funny because this girl's ego was like through the roof. Right, because she was she was speaking on behalf of the governor of the state of Hawaii. I'm like, I'm like, the governor of the state of Hawaii does not run the state of Hawaii. And there's, well, he does, but there's people that run him. So and then, and this girl, this girl was all okay, but but I gotta tell you, her brother is very humble, and her brother is on is a politician. See, we, we cannot we cannot. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. But her brother is right on. Her brother's a very humble man and, and much respect to him. Anyway, so that was one of the things that happened. One of the other things that happened was was a, a house of representative, right? Uh, Mark Takai. And he passed away. God bless his soul. He was a great man. And he kept me on the phone for 45 minutes during the first year that we was involved with, with this effort, right? And he kept me on the phone for 45 minutes and he was giving me this lecture about how I'm going to put the governor in jeopardy and this and that. And then. so we, you know, we explained and, and, um, I think, I think what he was concerned with was the clown from the radio was going to do all this stuff, right? So I had to, I had to, I had to prove myself in 45 minutes, you know, with, with this guy. And well, I didn't have to, but, but he was, you know, he was speaking on behalf of the process. He was speaking on behalf of the politics that was involved. And it turns out that the governor, right, and the union boss, get okay, a union boss for, for these, these construction dudes, right? And get, there's a lot of unions. I'm not going to say which one. But they were best friends, okay, the governor and this guy, right? And they were best friends. And how, you know, how this wouldn't look good. So in politics, you have to proceed very, uh, in Hawaii, you have to proceed very carefully, and then we did that. We were very, we were very respectful. We were very humble, you know. And, and one thing you don't do in Hawaii, you don't step on people's toes, okay? Especially, especially Hawaiians. If they're tied to a union, do not step on those toes, okay? Because get toes bigger than that one that's going to stomp on you, 
Okay? So you, you got to be very careful with what you do and the way you go about it. And you know what? We went about it in a respectful, in a humble way. And all we did was bring people together. Okay? So pretty soon, by bringing, by bringing one side, which was the politicians, okay, together with the other side, which is the company, pretty soon the company got a little bit uncomfortable, right? And they're like, yeah, well, you know, maybe we should, uh, yeah, well, let's uh, see how this thing looks like on paper. And they started doing the, they started doing the math and they started, you know, and then, then the objective was to get the guys off the sidewalk, right? Those picketing. And it was like, wow, this is, this is bad, but it is not good for our image and, you know, at the same time, okay, their competitor, okay, started bringing in mainland stuff and kicking local merchants out. So one of the tactics, or not tactics, but one of the things that happened actually, right, was that the, the purchasing department, the lady that did all the stuff for the, you know, she was in charge of the merchants that they was going to bring in. And I cannot give her official title or whatever, but she started bringing in the local merchants, because the other side was kicking them out. So if they, they kicking them out, hey, bring them inside, bring them inside. Everybody started coming, all the local okay, merchants. And now this lady used to work for the other guys, right? Now, so the competition, it, it was a perfect time. Timing was perfect. The competition was getting too big for the bridges. They was kicking out local people. And so on, on this side of the street, on our side, we started taking them in. And all these guys started coming, right? So now, this place started looking more local friendly. We started doing events with them. We started doing, you know, little things, right? And we, we went neighbor islands for them. We, we did all kinds of stuff. And so we was doing all this stuff, right? And then pretty soon, right, pretty soon, they, they had to build what they call one, one well, I cannot tell you because of the company, but they had to build one big store, right? And that big store just went out of business. And it was so heartbreaking for me. It was heartbreaking for me because I was taking pictures of this store when the bugger was starting to be built. And the hashtag for me was union built, right? Because I was trying to demonstrate <clears throat> that coming from our company's level, right? From our company's level, that that we were, that we had achieved this. That we, you know, we had, well, we all achieved this. Not just my company, but the guys I was working for, plus me. Right, everybody got together, and we was all working together for years, three years, and then I saw the store being built. And what happened was they took one union bid. Okay, they finally took one union bid for the biggest store they had. Right, so this this was Hawaii's biggest store that they built of their store, okay, of their brand. And when that happened, right now by law, right, the the contractor had to call the union. And had to say, oh, we accepted the bid from so-and-so. And, and this is, you know, and because the union, they got to, they got to report them. Okay, so so he calls, right? He tells the union guy, the head of the union, the head of the union picks up the phone, right? Makes a few phone calls. Everybody was off the sidewalk. And they took the signs with them. <laughs> they took the signs, everything. Right? And I took my cell phone, right, to the neighborhood store, right down the street over here. And I went film them. And I said, now, doesn't this look better? Right? Because the sidewalk was clean. Nobody was standing around picketing. Nobody was a kind, right? And not only that, but these guys that was picketing, they was wasting the time. If you got to stay there for eight hours or whatever shifts you get, if you get three-hour shifts, whatever, and you got to go donate your time, you got to just stand around holding a stupid sign. You see what I'm saying? 
It wasn't it wasn't productive at all. Okay, so but but after you know I went to go film I said doesn't this look better? And the sidewalk was like normal. Was yeah, right? Okay, so we accomplished that and we was what's kinda happy that that went down. But a lot of things, you know, we learn a lot of things about how government works. Uh well I kinda I kinda knew a lot, but I learned more. And and we, we learn, you know, more about how corporate works and corporations work. And and so the, the moral of the story is if you know somebody that's part of a corporation and they're from out of town and they just want to come down and set up, uh, make sure they go to the union. <laughs> make sure they go to Otherwise, they're going to have to call us and we're going to have to be the consultants and it will cost them a lot of money for us to go down and do everything we did. But But, you know... I gotta thank I gotta thank the politicians. They know who they are. If they're listening to the podcast, I doubt that any of them have time right now to listen to a podcast. But you guys know who you are: senators, House of Representatives, governors, uh, and lieutenant governors. They sign too, and not only on that side. The city council sign. Okay, the city council members sign. We had meetings with with many city council members. We also had meetings with the council chair. And he was the guy, well, at the time, he was the council chair at the time. And we're talking a few years ago, right? But that guy, I got mad respect for him. And and they even told, I called one time, right, for go pick up the guy from the mayor's office, actually. And then, and, and mayor, the mayor as well, helped out too. Okay, so and we don't like, we don't like mention who was mayor at that time either. But the mayor helped. So we got to tell you, Mayor Mahalo, you know who you are if you're listening. Okay. And one time I went to go pick up the mayor's account. Like, and I get one picture. I put them up on my Facebook every once in a while. And I, I get this picture of my, my G37S I had at the time. It went black on. And, and, and I call. I said, hey, I'm coming down for pick up the kind. Oh, okay. And I said, where, where are I going to park? I got to go park it down the structure underneath. Where, where? You know, she goes, dude. You, well, she never said dude. She said, she said. You junior can't go ever junior. You can just park right up in front. So when I went, right, when I went for park up in front, <laughs> we pull up. The thing said, mayor's parking. So they actually, they actually, uh, they actually let me park in the mayor's stall, right up front, in front of so Honolulu Holly, right, right, right there. And so I went, so I took one picture of my car because I'm like, bro, this is one first for me, right? So I just, just park up in the mayor's stall. Like, oh, mayor's stall, wow. And so right, right there, boom, right in front, Honolulu Holly. So it, it was a learning experience. It was the first major client for our company. If you want to see our company, go to vmacconsultants.com, vmacconsultants.com, vmac.com. Anyway, so that's, that's our experience with that. But I would tell you guys, you know, Hawaii is a small place. Hawaii, you know, and that's why they say, oh, bro, this place is corrupted. Well, you know, it works like this, like the old saying goes, right? Okay. So, so when you, you know, when you get to the place, when you get to the point that you control the place, right? Okay. So power corrupts, right? Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And bro, when you look around this place, you, yeah, this place is absolutely corrupted. It, it's not corrupted on purpose in a way that, <clears throat> well, I don't want to, I want to, I want to say in not all case, not all cases, is the corruption really actually corruption, like on purpose? It turns out to be like a conflict of interest sometimes, right? But the kind of corruption that's going on in this town right now, okay, is so bad right now. I'm talking COVID-19 season right now. Um, that if we don't get a handle on this, 
okay, uh, some very bad things are going to happen, not just to our state, but to the country. Okay, we lost more than 900 businesses on in Honolulu. Uh, I, I'm sorry, in the state, in the state of Hawaii. More than 900 businesses, right? Now, one of those businesses was our former client, right? One of them that we know, that we know. We don't, we don't know about these other guys. But you know what? I can say one thing about working with them, right? There was honest people. They were, they were honest people, right? Now, they were connected to some, you know, uh, we, we're not going to say it, but they was connected to some, some, some questionables, let's put it that way. But these guys was honest guys, okay? Now, there's a lot of honest businesses out there. And there's a lot of businesses out there that are thriving right now. And there's a lot of businesses out there that are shut down and they're closing. Okay. And, and our state is in a very vulnerable position because we're out here in the middle of the Pacific. Okay. But the other thing is that, you know, we're being run by a democratic administration and the majority of people in Hawaii are Democrats. Okay. So if, if the democratic, you know, I want to say the, the majority, Okay, is pushing in one direction. Everybody going that way, you know. There was one guy that I knew on the. He was a uh, uh, Sam Sloan. He was a Republican. He was the only Republican in the Senate, right? And that was because he came from Hawaii Kai, and he had he had Hawaii Kai support. But this guy, you know, like he always he always uh, had to provide the Republican uh, side of things, right? So he always, he always argued against everything. He always put up, you know, he always he argued from the Republican viewpoint, I want to say. And you know what? He had the respect of all his colleagues and all his colleagues was Democrats. Like every one of them, they was all Democrats. And the way it works is it, when you get to that level, okay, just in case you guys don't know, okay, they have the, these guys have the power that if you don't cooperate with them, Okay, you know, in Sam's case, Sam could say what he wanted. There was only one Republican, right? So naturally, you know, they're not going to get a majority vote against them. See what I'm saying? But the Democrats, and I'm not saying Democrats are wrong or evil or anything like that. Okay, on the national level, I gotta say it looks it it looks kind of fishy, you know. But over here locally, we're local people, right? We do things in the interest of Hawaii, or we're supposed to. Right, right now, I think we're swinging over to the national uh, as a matter of democratic principle. Let me put it that way, okay? But, but in Hawaii, we're related to some of the guys in office, right? We get ties to some of the guys in office. That's our cousin, our cousin's friend, or or our cousin's husband, or the, you see what I'm saying? Hawaii is a small place. Then like, oh, that's the husband's brother's cousin, sister's auntie on the father's side. Oh yeah, okay, okay, I'll go vote for him. But all these guys get in. Now, what people don't really realize is that if you get elected to office in Hawaii, let's say you go to the legislature, right? You get you get in and you happen to be a Democrat, but you don't go along with the good old boys, right? And the good old, you know who the good old boys are because they're still in office. They've been there for years. No more term limits on some of these guys, okay? And those are the good old boys. And if you don't, you don't go and conform to what they want. Because we see, we see the, this one young chick, right? She had to change parties, bro. <laughs> she was so scared. She was scared she was never going to be back in office again. And that's exactly what happens. If you don't vote and you don't go along with them, okay? And in some cases, 
it's almost like blackmail, almost. Because you gotta get involved at some point. And when you're involved, you cannot say nothing, right? And then if you don't go along, right, what happens is they set it up to where it looks like you never do nothing, right? Because now your record is in question. Now everybody, everybody's against you. Guess what happens the next election? You're out, right? You're not part of the club. You're out. There are not enough conservatives in Hawaii. There are not enough Republicans in Hawaii to balance out the system. So it just goes that way. So you do what they say. If you don't do what they say, all out. <laughs> you on your, you know, don't let the door hit you on the way out, boo. And it, and you and you ain't coming back. And there was this young girl, and she went she went in office. I'm, I'm not gonna name names again, but I'm telling you, she went in as a Republican, right? And she thought she was gonna change things, right? And that's what she was telling her constituents. And that's another mistake that these guys make. The new guys, they make this mistake because they go out and say, "Oh, we're gonna change. We're gonna change this. We're gonna change that. And we're gonna change. We need change." Change is the most uh, uh, abused word in politics. Oh, we're going to change. We're going to change. Hawaiians, come on. How long have you been alive? Right? Because my demographics tell me that my, my biggest audience is 35 to 54. That's my biggest audience. Okay? Even you guys at 35, how long you guys been voting? How long you guys been alive? You 54 guys, even more. Right? Okay. How much did things really change? I mean, come on, Hawaiians. Check them out. How much did it really change? It did not really change. It went a little bit this way. Then it went a little bit that way. Then it went a little bit this way. In the meantime, right, in the middle of things, things might go a little bit this way. Things might go a little bit that way. But guess what? The mainstream, the middle part, doesn't change. And you know what that is? You know what that represents? Money. That That's what it represents. And the money keeps coming. The money keeps flowing. And they give people the illusion of choice, right? Oh, how are we going to change? Illusion of change, illusion of choice. Illusion of choice is because, they, you know, you actually think, oh, well, we have a say in the matter. We can change this. Yeah, right. Because when you get back to the core of stuff, okay, the guys with seniority call the shots, not the incoming guys. And this girl came in and she promised her people change, her district, right? Hey, we're going to change. We're going to change. Guess what happened? She was under so much pressure and they were attacking her so bad in the press. And you know, bro, these guys, these guys can drag you through the mud in a way that if you're not mentally strong, if you're not conditioned, bro, they, they will drag you through the mud and you will cry for your mommy. I mean, so this girl was all distraught. She was all, she changed parties and she went with the Democratic Party. Of course, that's, that's all there is, right? And, and she went with the Democrats. And now she got involved with what they're doing. And, and she'll probably get elected again, right? Because they will make her look good. They have the power to make you look good or they have the power to kick your ass out. Bro, I'm telling you, that's how this place is run. And you know what? We, yeah, we, we know politicians, a lot of us, right? Especially the guys, you know, the attention whores. And I gotta say, attention, they're not, they're not female. Uh, they're male too, right? Male and female. But I'm talking about the attention whores. You know, the guys want to go, oh, I know so-and-so. I know so-and-so. You know how many guys tell, it comes back to me, right? 
Hey, so-and-so said they know you. I'm, I'm like, who? You know, I had to go look him up. I had to Google him. I had to go on Facebook, look him up. I had to go, who's this guy saying he knows me, right? No, they don't know you. But when they hear you on the radio, when they see you on TV, when they see you on social media, right? And pretty soon they think they know you, right? So, oh, hey, I know. What they really mean is, oh, I yeah, I heard of Junior. Oh, I, I know who he is. They don't say that. They go, oh, yeah, I know Junior, right? So I'm like, what? They know me. Who's that? You know, very, very few people because I keep my public life very public, right? And my private life is very private. But I don't go hang out, you know? And when I say attention whore, I mean by the people that need to be seen. You know those guys. There's a lot of those guys in radio. There's a lot of those guys in television. There's a lot of those guys in politics, right? And they have to be at every social gathering. They're the ones shaking hands and, hey, how's it? You know, they're the ones networking, networking, networking. You know what happens when you network too much in this town, right? You eventually get pulled into a network. And you know when you get pulled into a network, you got to watch which network. Okay, and another one, I'm gonna give you guys, I'm gonna give you guys this piece of advice too. You gotta start remembering who you see and where you see them. Okay? You gotta pay attention to those two things. And this was taught to me by this lady, right, that I used to go with long time ago, back back in the 80s, right? And her family was probably the biggest gangster family ever that I ever saw that was all related. And the reason why they all related, right? Because they pull their family inside, like 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 on state worker, right? You know the people work for the state, right? And you go, yeah, hey, yo, you, you never you graduate high school, yeah, hey, I go pull them inside, and they get them a job. You see what I'm saying? So in Hawaii, it's more important who you know than what you know, because some of these guys, bro, they don't know nothing, and they the, they working for the state, bro. They working for the county, they, bro. I can even I can even tell you some schools. That the people ain't even qualified, but because they know somebody, whoo, pull them in, right? Okay, so that, that happens all over the place. And I, I'm sure that happens in the mainland. I'm sure you guys in Israel, same thing, right? Because if you know somebody, you can help them, right? You're going to help pull them inside. So, and that's what happens too. So you got to watch out which network you're networking with. And when they pull you in or when you become a part of it or you get involved, I want to use that word, involved, okay? Then the favor game starts. You know the favor game, right? So somebody gonna do you in favor. Oh, oh good. Oh, right. you feel good, right? Yeah. One day you're gonna need to return the favor. Let's hope you can return the favor, right? Because some, sometimes conscience is involved and then people go, oh, well, gee, I, I don't know if I can do this favor, right? And, and if you cannot do that favor at that time, you out, you gone, you, you're done. You see what I mean? So a lot of these guys get involved in favors that there's no way they can pay back, right? And there's no way they can say no. And so they have to keep going. They have to go along. Why? Well, they have families. They cannot even tell their family what's going on. They cannot even tell their wife what's going on. But they have to keep paying the piper, right? And that's called signing your soul over to the devil, okay? And that's one thing, bro, we never did. We never, we never, well, we never had to do that. But I'm just saying, some people have to. They have to to survive. They have to, and they have to participate to survive. And then that's the guys I really feel sorry for. Yeah, they have a conscience. Yeah, if they really wanted to, they could do something else, you know. But at some point, you know, they got the education, bro. You get these, you get these guys with high education, multiple degrees, bro, and they and they're working for the man. Why? 
Well, because they, they cannot not work for the man. They owe favors. You see, there are kids that are going to college right now. And these colleges, these college educations are paid for by companies that look at these kids and go, yeah, you know what? This this guy, he's going he to be a good guy. We'll go back this guy. We'll give him scholarship. Right? Now, when the guy gets out of college, he's going to get a degree. He's going to job waiting for him at that corporation. Why? Because they spotted him at the high school level. And they said, that's the kind of kid we want. And they went back him all the way. Free college. Free ride. All the way. Boom. Full ride. All the way. And then they end up pulling him into the company. And that's where he stays. And that's where he retires from. And, and along the way, whatever favors they want, they get from this guy. And, and the company can either be, you know, legit or non-legit. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> That's the way it works. You know, a lot of these cops, they get bought off. A lot of cops get bought off. A lot of cops don't. You know, a lot of cops get their own hui. Right? <laughs> they get their own hui. Okay? But I'm saying that the way these cops get bought off is the same way they do it in the mainland. It starts with a favor. You know? Bro, I knew this guy, but he was on sheriff. He used to fix everybody's tickets. And everybody used to take care of him, right? You know, he fixed your ticket. you rather give him money than give him to, you know, the court, right? So, And it's not as expensive, right? So, so they start giving him money. They start doing, or they start doing him one favor. Pretty soon, bro, this guy was owned, bro. He was owned. Because all these gangsters started taking all the tickets to him. And he was fixing tickets for years before he got busted. When he finally got busted, he had to take the fall. He couldn't say, oh, well, these guys are paying me for fix. No, no. He had to take the fall, and he did. And he retired in disgrace, right? Because he was doing all this because they found out he was doing them for years. Right? That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. Okay? So before you let anybody do you any favors, you better know who the, who the, you know, who you're doing the favors for, and, and you better see it before it starts to become a problem. Because some of these guys, I'm telling you, they cannot tell their wife, they cannot tell their kids, they cannot even tell their relatives, they just gotta keep going. Okay? A lot of, a lot of Hollywood stuff works the same way. A lot of stuff in the mainland works the same way. Mafia union doesn't matter. It works the same way. And it starts with on small favor. You know, brother takes K ticket. Oh, you go down and, and bro, you, you give brother one big reward. Right? And hold, oh, next time, you think he's going to turn you down? Of course not. Why? Because the reward outnumbered the, the, the amount of the favor. You see what I'm saying? And that's how they do it. And they give you a big, the kind, there you go, boom. Right? Next time you need something, take them to brother, boom, right there, automatic. What do you do? You turn around, you give them another huge reward. Yeah, boom. Way outnumbers the favor. You see what I'm saying? That's how people get bought. And that's how they, and then pretty soon, they're so deep into the favor system, right? How they, how they gonna say no? There's no way they're gonna say no. They cannot say no. If they say no down the road at that point, who knows what might happen? You know, there might be an accident. You never know. There's been times where people's brakes have failed. There's been times where, you know, like, like hey, the, the car was working really good. And all of a sudden, I was going down the parlor and then, you know, and they ended up in on telephone pole. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, <laughs> that's how it works. But I'm telling you, when you live in a big, small town, you just have to be careful and watch who your friends are. You gotta, bro, you gotta know who your friends are. And you gotta know the backstory. You gotta know the back end of who your friends are. Cause some guys, you think that's your friends? They're actually there for a reason. 
And maybe somebody else said them. You never know how I ain't. Because trust me, I've been in that guy and teach me. Ah, man. I'm sorry. I got to go away. I got to go away. Hey, want to take our sponsors. Island Club and Spa. Voice Master Enterprises, family of service companies, and AFM Hawaii Music featuring the music of Darren Chinane. Download them off iTunes. Oh, God. Hey, mahalo for being on the podcast. we see you guys next time. I'm Junior Kekoema Junior. Mahalo and aloha.